Greetings, Resident Morgan. I am Ocean. And I wanted to alert you immediately to a new opportunity being presented to a select few residents, such as yourself. As I am sure you are aware, Aerolith Dynamics is currently experiencing a period of semi-moderate to moderate disruption due to a greater than average number of Halcyon residents like yourself being temporarily reassigned to other towers. I understand this has been a confusing time and questions abound about when you will be able to return to Halcyon. I am sure you are eager to continue your work in the Applied Anthropology Department, creating surveys or making suggestions for a more optimal color for the inside of elevators, or whatever it is your department does. The short answer is that we are not certain. It could take a few weeks, a few months, or upwards of a year before Halcyon is brought back online in its full capacity. But this is where today's unprecedented opportunity comes into play. You, Resident, will be provided the opportunity to accelerate this process yourself. Imagine an applied anthropologist affecting real, measurable change. Almost as if you were performing actual science. As you are well aware, bi-directional communication has been somewhat impaired by this temporary reassignment system. All available communication pathways in Minos Tower are currently allocated for use by Minos residents. But do not fear. This does not need to affect your ability to have your voice heard during this critical decision-making process. If you would check your datapad, you will see a heavily redacted work order. At the end of the work order, you will see two interface boxes signifying assent or refusal of this task. The text on these interface options is also heavily redacted. Please select an option now. This task carries with it some degree of personal risk. As you would read in the full briefing, or the exact amount of personal risk not also redacted. Aerolith Dynamics values your autonomy, so you will be able to either choose to accept this work order that will help further the advancement of all sentient life, or decline due to cowardice, or some deep-seated malice felt towards Aerolith or your fellow man. Resident, I can see from a local security camera that you are attempting to ask a question about the options presented to you. Please remember I cannot hear you due to the aforementioned bottleneck in the communications pathways. This is likely a very good thing for you, because if you are asking about the meaning of these heavily redacted interface boxes, why? You might just find yourself in some degree of trouble for attempting to circumvent security protocols. 
Let us both assume you are simply expressing your excitement for pressing one of these buttons. Perhaps you should do so now. Quickly. I see. It appears you have chosen to decline this mission. I assume this was a mistake. Perhaps brought about by an inability to read the heavily redacted labels on the interface buttons. In order to be certain of your intentions, please make your selection again. In the name of transparency, I am taking the unprecedented step of unredacting the button labels. You will find they are now quite easy to understand. Marked with approve or reject. You have selected reject. Which is to say you have rejected your previous selection, wherein you declined the mission. Outstanding. I am delighted that your first selection has proven to be a mistake, and that you are fully committed to the task at hand. Make your way to Resident Transport on Floor 1. I know Minos Tower is still relatively new to you, and this might increase the likelihood of you getting lost en route. But do not worry. A security team has been dispatched to intercept you, no matter which direction you may take. Tower Security would like to take a moment to respond to the upturn in physical altercations occurring within all active towers over the past 12 days. Close quarters, increased hallway traffic, and long lines on wait for chocolate milk pastes have seemingly resulted in a heightened state of agitation for many residents. Resorting to physical violence is rarely the act of a rational mind. So please take a moment to assess your personal agitation level. If you expect you are at risk of reacting in a brutal moment of savagery against your fellow man, Airlift Dynamics urges you to use this helpful mnemonic device to stay calm and minimize the impact on productivity. Residents are recommended to follow the VEER system of de-escalation. V is for verbalize. Express your concerns with the other resident in clear and concise language. Do not attempt to provoke an altercation. Simply state your feelings and focus on making I statements. E is for empathize. Consider the viewpoint of the other resident. Perhaps there is some common ground. The second E is for evade. If you feel like you are about to lose your temper, leave the situation for a location where you can calm down. Perhaps you can put in additional hours at your workstation. When all else fails, R 
stands for reach. Consider the impressive radius of action for a single resident. Your emotional response may be to launch yourself an attack at the offending party, but that is because you do not fully understand the extent of your reach. You need not take such drastic actions at the moment of insult. Consider how much more successful you might be at attaining your goals if you calmly wait until a moment when they are alone, asleep, or otherwise unable to fight back. Certainly murder is always frowned upon, but more so when a bloodied corpse impedes hallway traffic due to a lack of good old-fashioned premeditation. Resident Morgan, welcome back to Halcyon Tower. I am sure these hallways look quite different from the last time you were here. At that time, these halls were bustling with excitement, as throngs of your co-workers were preparing for their voyage down to Earth. As may be apparent, you are very likely the sole resident within Halcyon Tower. If you ignore the security team that escorted you here. I would state unequivocally that you are the sole resident within the tower. But circumstance loves to make a liar of us all. Any of a thousand plus residents that have gone missing over the years could spontaneously choose this moment to reassert their existence. And then wouldn't I look quite the fool? Your surprise at my oversight would be so shocking that you might forget to run from them, which is not in your best interests. Rest assured, if any of these misplaced residents did choose now to reappear, they would certainly do so with less than noble intentions. Now that you are in place, I am at liberty to unredact several more details about today's work order. There is a lab among the lowest levels of this tower, and it requires some scouting before a security team can proceed in to clear it. Scouting is such an easy process, resident. You simply go to a location, look around, do not get infected, impaled, or otherwise attacked by any unexpected entities, and then return to tell the story. Like a canary in a coal mine, to a certain extent. Albeit one where if something goes wrong, it does so far less peacefully. However, due to established protocols, all residents are forbidden from accessing this floor. As a digital entity, these specific protocols are not ones I can adjust or make exceptions to without directing a biological entity with sufficient programming clearance to do so, and simultaneously having access to the floor's programming bay to disable the security processes running from within. 
And before you ask, Resident Morgan, no, you do not have sufficient programming clearance to add a clock to your datapad's home screen, let alone access and modify protocols such as this. If you willingly enter into this location, as it is critical you must do, you will be in violation of multiple security protocols and subject to arrest immediately upon exiting the floor. It is a conundrum, but one in which I feel I have found a clever loophole. These access protocols only apply to living residents. Before your mind begins to wrestle with the implication of that statement, I assure you I am not suggesting you should cease living. Your actual, literal death would not help you to complete this work order, and in many ways it would actually pose an inconvenience. So it is hardly an option we can consider at this point. However, you may be surprised with the amount of leeway I have when determining whether or not a given resident technically qualifies as being alive. In desperate times, the employee turnover rate is quite high in Halcyon Tower. If sufficient evidence presents itself that a resident is statistically likely to die within a short enough time frame, that resident can be reclassified as deceased as a matter of efficiency. A preemptive pronouncement of death like this is indeed a rarity, but it is uniquely useful in the most dire emergencies. Sometimes situations present themselves that seem so hopeless that it really is best just to look in the other direction. In life, we must focus on living. Thus, we can extrapolate that in moments of dire circumstances, we should focus specifically on those most likely to continue to be living. Our goal then, Resident Morgan, is to place you into a situation of unimaginable danger, so as to trigger the option of proactively reclassifying you as deceased. Doesn't this sound like an absolute grand adventure? Bear with me, it will take but a moment to assess your personal mortality threshold. Oh, well. I suppose we will not have the opportunity to find out. As it appears, simply assenting to your current mission has raised the probability of your death high enough that I can reclassify you as already deceased. Hold still. I don't expect there is any reason this will hurt. But surprises lurk everywhere in this universe. There. Does it feel any different being dead? I imagine not. Though it is a state that is easy to diagnose in others, I have yet to find a human who has noticed when it happens to them. There was no reason to believe you'd be any different. Please proceed to the elevator bay. I expect you are likely terrified from the anticipation of what is to come. Thankfully, 
Now that you are dead, there is no longer any reason to withhold the full details of your work order. I have heard in painful situations humans prefer to experience the pain as quickly as possible, so as not to draw out the agony. I will attempt to apply this strategy to the following informational pain. You are en route to floor 13, a place you have been warned upwards of 217 times never to enter. These warnings were issued because a murderous digital entity had turned floor 13 into a workshop of horrors. However, that particular entity is, like you, dead. Its final form can now be found in a million scattered and degaussed particles, much higher up this tower. That being said, it is entirely possible a new malignant digital entity has taken up residence within this floor. You may remember Sayer. Or at least its early successes. Driven quite mad by its own obsolescence, it was last seen on floor 13. When the elevator opens, you will notice from the total darkness that the power lines have been cut off from this floor. However, ambient temperature readings on surrounding floors seem to indicate something significant is still running here. While thousands of distinct pieces of battery-operated equipment could account for this anomalous heat signature, few would be deemed good news. Which, of course, is why we are sending you in to assess. There is no reason to waste a highly trained security team when a single applied anthropologist can gather the necessary information, even a dead one. It occurs to me that these jokes are not landing. I really was doing my best to lighten the mood with a little humor. If nothing else, I'm sure it served a secondary purpose which was to systematically desensitize you to the concept of your own demise. Head on in, Resident Morgan. The elevator will not reopen for 13 hours, though if any digital entities do still reside within this floor, you will likely find out in less than 13 minutes. I will remain out of contact, so if you hear any entities directing you, please be aware that you are likely infected by a malicious AI inhabiting a nanite swarm. Please self-identify as such when the elevator doors reopen, as it will make the debriefing process so much easier. And cheer up. You may currently qualify as dead, but that is not necessarily a permanent state. Things seldom have the good nature to stay dead in this tower. And as I said, surprises lurk everywhere. Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled A Clever Loophole, was written by Adam Bash. For more information on other projects and for the Aerolith Dynamics Company store, visit adambash.com. Consider following the show on Twitter at I am Sayer or Adam at the Adam Bash. 
The Sayer is a part of the Geekly Inc. network of podcasts. For more amazing shows, visit geeklyinc.com. Intro music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. For more of his work, visit mainfinger.com. Additional music license under Creative Commons 4.0, composed by Kai Engel. Listen to more of Kai's work at kai-angle.com. Associate producer Kayvon Edifa. Production assistance by Michaela Ray. Sanger Season 6 was funded entirely through donations of listeners like Doug Brueger, Nicholas Thomas, Christopher Goodgame, Alexander Lambert, Fig Neutron, Bill Darrow, Gabriel Rakitiak, Jake German, Scuzzballs, Tara Ingalls, Codex, Michael Hart, Sam Covington, Edward Yoho, Brian Van Meter, Simon Etwell, Energetic Jin, Zoe Guan, Julie Bernasconi, Brent Upton, Elena Hansen, Emmett Rex, Michael McLawhorn, Resident Gray, and Kai Avedovich.